This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. everyone and welcome back to world's true crime i'm a hungover brad and with me is my beautiful fiance <laughs> denise i am not hungover <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> i was a smart drinker last night i was not no you weren't played a little poker you were standing there in the kitchen with your eyes closed eating pizza yeah that's about right <laughs> i told you to get off the counter and you're like if i do i'll be on the floor <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody so before we start this episode today we just want to give a promo shout out to the barrel aged chicks. Mm-hmm. They are Sammy, Yen, Harley, Snow, and Crystal. They uh, do movie reviews, mm-hmm. and they just put out their first episode with the movie review of Ridley Scott's Legend from 1985. Never even heard of that one. Well, no, well no, neither do I. I know Ridley Scott, but not yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, movie. I think everyone does, but yeah. So right now we're gonna play a promo for you for them. Hey, this is Sammy. I'm here with my hetero life mate, Yen. Hey, Sammy. Hey there, Yen. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So, we are part of the Barrel Age Chicks. And who else is part of us? Oh, we've got Harley, Snow, and Crystal. And ourselves, of course. Mm -hmm. If you like hearing about movies, podcasting about movies, (laughs) if you like hearing about music, or pretty much anything, come and check us out. Come hear the chick side of things. We can be found on Spotify and Anchor. And we are also under the Deluxe Edition Network. Come on out and hear the chick side of things. Come on. All right, everybody, that's the Barrel Age Chicks, and we're going to leave uh, all their information in our show notes. Yeah, they're part of our Deluxe Network family. Yep. Okay, so we're going to get ready to the episode. It's not a very big one. No, it's a short one, thank God, because after I did that Patreon, I'm glad that this one was a bit smaller. Yeah. Way smaller. So today we're going to be talking about Adolf Gustav Seefeld. He was a German serial killer known as the Sandman, or some people knew him as Uncle TikTok. Due to his profession as being a clockmaker. Mr. Sandman. Send me a dream. Make him Is it the send cute- me a dream? Send me a dream. Yeah. Make him the cutest thought I've ever seen. Well, this is not that type of Sandman. No. He abused and killed at least 12 boys with poison, but some experts assume that that could have been up to 100 deaths. He committed his murders between 1933 and 1935 in Germany. And at this time, it was going through a dark time in German history. Yep. This is just before World War II. Mm-hmm. It was during this time that the reign of the Third Reich was between 1933 and 1943 when Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party was in command and controlled the country. You can just uh, picture what was going on at that time. Oh, it was very chaotic, I bet you. Oh, God, yeah. Like, he's just coming into power at this time. Mm-hmm. and. They haven't invaded Poland yet or anything, but yeah, it was probably very tense over there. Oh, God, yeah. So, Adolf Seefeld was born March 6, 1870 in Potsdam, northern Germany, 
and was the youngest of his seven siblings. It's almost the same as Brayden's birthday. Oh, yeah. Yep. At the age of 12, he claimed that he was abused by two men. Adolf was also a student of scripture. He was able to recite long Bible passages from memory. Unlike most people, he also preferred to sleep under the canvas of the stars, regardless of the weather. At times, he even claimed he was a witch, as he described gullible peasants and professed the ability to cast evil spirits on their livestock. Aren't uh, witches male ones warlocks? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. He first became a locksmith before becoming a grandfather and pocket watch repairman. In 1890, when he was 20 years old, he moved to Lübeck and married Katharina Seefeld. Between 1892 and 1896, Adolf went to jail twice. The first was when he was 25 years old, but he spent nearly a quarter century in prison on various convictions for child molestation. Once for stabbing a boy and then three years for a sex crime against a boy he had abused. Again, in 1908, Adolf was arrested for the murder of a young boy but escaped conviction due to lack of evidence. And at one point, he was diagnosed by a physician as mentally unstable and was committed into a mental hospital near Potsdam, where he stayed for two years without speaking the entire time. After 20 years of marriage, Adolf and his wife divorced in 1910, and Adolf lived without permanent residence for almost 40 years. He was a loner. Adolf's son followed his father's footsteps and was even sent to a lunatic asylum for moral crimes at only the age of 19. Adolf was a German religious fanatic who killed boys with natural poisons, which is presumed he created with chloroform and wild plants and fungi. His victims were boys between the ages of 4 and 12. He did not always choose to murder his victims, though. Once, he spared a kidnapped boy after holding him for three months. The scene of his murder scenes were always creepy. The murdered boys were dumped in woods and each of them was dressed in a sailor suit. Disturbing was the fact that none of the corpses showed traces of external violence. Forensic medicine, which is not very developed at this time, had great difficulty in determining the cause of death. To this day, the experts disagree as to how Adolf killed his victims. The speculations at the time ranged from poison and strangulation to the assumption that he had sedated the boys in the wild and left them to die of hypothermia. The most likely variant today is that strangulation of the victims because two contemporary well-known German forensic doctors, William Hallerman and Victor Mollerhess, both had the same conclusion. After the autopsy of Gustus Thomas, it was discovered that there were microscopic traces found that indicated strangulation. To say that all the victims had been killed the same way could be a stretch. But one thing we do know about the serial killer is that they usually stick to the same way in their murders. So it's very well plausible that they all died the same way. Strangulation. Yeah, some keep the same MO. Some change it up a little bit if they're feel like the police are getting close to them to avoid suspicion that they avoid yeah. them. But so, for the most part, I think they usually stick to their same For the most MR. part, yeah. Yeah. They don't deviate too drastically. Yeah. They might deviate a little bit, but. Yeah. So, like I said, their bodies were peacefully hosed and innocent of any visible signs of violence and were discovered in protected forest preserves. 
The nature of the killings makes it possible that he had other prey who have never been recognized as murder victims, but simply taken for natural deaths. So they could have found some kids or whatever and thought they just died of natural death. Ca- had no idea. That's why they don't have a full count on him. Right. right. So some of the, the bodies that they found in the forest before, it could have been his murders. Yeah. In most cases, names were unknown or forgotten, but Adolf remembered most of the children he murdered. We're going to go into movie time because this is when the murders start. Okay. So obviously I'm not going to go to April 16th, 1933, which that's when it all starts. We're going to go to 1983. April 16th, 1983. You bet. Okay. This was a big movie. Actually, it was very popular before April 16th, 1983, went off the box office and then back on this week. Okay. Okay. New York actor Michael Dorsey is a talented perfectionist who is so hard on himself and others that his agent blank can no longer find work for him. After a soap opera audition goes poorly, Michael reinvents himself as actress Dorothy Michaels and wins the part. What was supposed to be a short-lived role turns into a long-term contract. But when Michael falls for his castmate, Julie, complications developed that could wreck everything. I am stumped. Really? I have no idea what this is. Uh, yeah. Can I, you when give I, me a actor? Actress? When I seen this, I was just like, I don't know if you're going to actually get this. So, yeah, I'll give you some people. I'm not going to give you the main one yet, but it's got Jessica Lange in it. Okay. Uh, Sydney Pollock. Okay. No clue yet? No. I don't know who they are. Well, no, Jessica Lange. I don't know who Sydney Pollock okay. is. This actually came out. Uh, December 17th, 1982, and it was on the box office for a long time. So it was on the box office from January 9th all the way till March 13th. It got kicked off for a few weeks back on on April 10th. It doesn't help me. It might help the listeners. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you the big name. Okay. Dustin Hoffman. I don't know any movies from him back then. Only Rain Man in that time. Think of dressing like a woman. No, I, I got it. I know he's dressed like a woman. Okay. I just don't know. I've never seen the movie. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Tootsie. Never seen it. Really? I've seen it a few times. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. We got to add that one to the list. Not my jam. Uh, it might be your jelly. <laughs> I know I know of the movie. I was okay. said it. I knew yeah. of the movie, just yeah. I've never seen it. And the only thing I knew about Dustin Hoffman back in the in the 80s, the only movie I knew was Rain Man. Oh, that was a good movie too. I know. That's the only one I knew. Then he, then I seen him. Then he was uh, in Hook. Yeah, he was uh, I didn't like him in Hook. Yeah, no, that's one of the things I really know him from back then. But yeah, got me. Thank you. Uh-huh. Could just be the Hangover. That oh, whatever. That. No, it's because you didn't know it. No, no, I didn't claim know it. it. Okay, ready? Yep. Okay, eleven-year-old Kurskenerk was slain on April sixteenth, nineteen thirty-three. Then on October eighth, Adolf murdered. Seven-year-old Wolfgang Metzdorf. On November 2nd, 
Ernest Tesdorf was found. Then 10 days later, on November 12th, Adolf killed 10-year-old Alfred Petorius. It would be two months before Adolf killed again. On January 16, 1934, Adolf murdered 11-year-old Hans Korn. It seemed that Adolf had a large seven-month break from murders here, or else he just wasn't associated with the murders during this time. They never pinpointed the children that were found to him. Right. They could have just been like, he could have been murdering, but they just didn't piece it together. That was him. Right. Gunter Teske from Orenburg was murdered on October 2nd, 1934. And shortly after, 11-year-old Erwin Wisniewski from Brandenburg was murdered. And six days later, on October 8th, four-year-old Arthur Dill and five-year-old Edgar Dietrich were murdered on October 16, 1934. They were both found in New Rupin. On February 16, 1935, 10-year-old Hans Joachim Newman was murdered, but his body was not found until June 20th that year. So that's a few months, February till yep. June. On February 23rd, 1935, a boy named Heinz Zimmerman was found, and finally we have the murder of 11-year-old Gustav Thomas, who was found March 22nd, 1935. At a crime scene, he usually chose pine preserves, with the exception of one. Since all the children were sleeping peacefully and showed no signs of external violence, the police were mystified by the circumstances of death. But they had a breakthrough. When it came to investigating the death of Gustav Thomas, who was found in a pine forest near Wittenberg, lawyer William Hollerman discovered that due to microscopic examinations, the bloodshot pressure indicated strangulation. It was therefore possible that Adolf committed more murders than what was considered natural deaths and not linked to his murders. Contemporary experts speculated that Adolf had used his own homemade poison, chloroform, or he smothered his victims. According to Hans Pfeiffer, a well-known author of popular science books and authentic criminal cases, these theories were disproved. He had a different theory. Hans speculated that Adolf had put his victims into a hypnotic sleep, then probably performed oral sex, and then let them lie asleep in the woods where he failed to awaken them from hypnosis. Hypnosis? Hypnosis. The children later died of hypothermia, which he had accepted or he possibly intended. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast, but you just weren't sure how to even start? That was us too. We love listening to podcasts and always thought, hey, what if we started one too? That's when we found Buzzsprout and haven't looked back since. With Buzzsprout, they made it so easy. To start, you don't need all the expensive gear. If you have a recording device and a quiet space, then you're on your way to creating a great podcast. But if you do want to get the best that's available, then let us assure you, Buzzsprout can help with that. They provide so many tools and resources to help guide you along the way. So now that you've signed up with Buzzsprout and used the link that we provided in our show notes, after two months of your subscription, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. 
you have now joined hundreds of thousands of others and became a podcaster, and you will be heard all over the world on all major platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and many more. So what are you waiting for? Today is the day to come join us on the adventure of a lifetime and watch your number of downloads grow with the up-to-date location tool to see exactly where your audience is. This is where the magic begins. Come join us on Buzzsprout, where starting a podcast is made easy. The investigators had a hard time finding the serial killer. They actually botched it a couple times. First, an innocent man was arrested and accused of being the serial killer. The sad part is, is that the man who was accused ended up committing suicide by hanging himself in his cell. The only clue in the investigation was that the testimony of the witnesses who said that they saw a strange man with a straw hat near the crime scenes. Then we have another botch in the arrest. Even the judges who had to deal with Adolf for many years made mistakes unknowingly he was the serial killer because he was arrested a few times and then released. Yeah, for sure. For his rape crime, which he spent three years in prison for, and then another four years, he received much milder punishments. In one case, Adolf got away with one month in prison and then in another with only six months. That's pretty mild for what they what he's for done. For rape and stuff like that. Yeah. Like a month this is six Germany, months. right? Yeah. Come on. I thought they were tougher than that. Well, they had a lot going on at this point in their heads right now. They're about to, you know, try to take over the world, stuff like that, you know. I know. Starting wars. They're so tough at that point, and yet they're so weak during, you know, trials. Yeah, they probably didn't care as much either, though. Too busy taking different over time, the world right? and not their time. own. It's yeah. a different time, right? Like. And there's war, like it's a war country right now. Like you have so much going on. Yeah, very true. The breakthrough came when the Shireen Homicide Department published a report in a criminal journal. They described the suspect as a man with a hat who approaches little boys and tries to lure them to remote places. A detective from Gabao and two policemen from Bad Doberman reported to the police about what they had saw. All three reported cases were matching to the one in the article. In Bad Doberman, Adolf had been caught and interrogated. The wanted murderer now had a name, Adolf Seefeld. Unfortunately, because of the lack of internal police communication, he was released in Grabau because they don't have like the internal database like they do now. Right. Shortly after that, the investigating officers learned that Adolf had been investigated elsewhere for similar acts. But by the time he had already disappeared again, had the exchange of information within the police departments been more effective at the time, it might have been possible to prevent some of the murders. But Adolf was able to continue murdering for a while without being bothered. That's why it's so great now, because all the police departments have their stations linked together on one system. Kind of yes and no. I do know that some departments don't... um share a lot of information with other departments unless being asked because that's why some criminals like in the 70s and 80s went for so long because they would go to different parts of like if one police station was controlling one area they would kill another area and that one would be the other police would you know 
investigate that one, mm-hmm. and then they would never link up and find them together, right? That's why they were for so long because they didn't really know they had serial killers going on. Yeah, but in 2023, right now. Oh, they still they're really? still no, they're kind of more linked now because of DNA and all that kind of stuff. Now it's easier to go with the system because most people are the system with fingerprints stuff like that. But back in the 70s, 80s, you know, before all this stuff was like going, yeah, it was tough. But it's it's getting better. It's always getting better every year. It's like no, they don't want to share the information because they want to catch the bad guy. <laughs> well, people just don't know. Like you just don't know because yeah. like if one's killing one area and one uh like police station like department area yeah and then he goes to a different one it's hard for them to link them together mm. it's a little easier now with dna and stuff like that and fingerprints but i mean it was tough for a long time but it is getting better the lead investigator wagon Kanesh from grubau was of course frustrated that adolf had gotten away but years later he found adolf's trail again in bad doberman he found out about a sex crime and recognized similarities to Adolf's actions. Shortly before, a murder report had been received. A dead boy had been found. Wagenknecht did not doubt that Adolf was the murderer, and he was still in the area. He turned to the public prosecutor's office with his findings. Now all the pieces of the puzzle suddenly joined together to form a picture. The public prosecutor made inquiries about Adolf, contacting numerous police stations and came to the conclusion that Adolf Seafelt was most likely the serial killer he was looking for. The search for Adolf began. Adolf was found in a farmer's kitchen where he repaired clocks. He was taken in for interrogation. The officials came to find out that Adolf had become hardened and self-confident through his many years and experience with the law. Because he was arrested so many times, so he knew the law. He admitted nothing and played the interrogating officers off against each other. Sometimes he only wanted to talk to one officer, then again, only to another. He even tried to get the officers to fight among themselves. A confession of murder seemed to be a long way off. It seemed as though they were never going to get a confession from him. He just kept playing games with the officers. Quit playing games with my heart. (laughs) Waiting for a song from you. All they could prove is that he committed moral offenses in less severe cases. The leading interrogation officer, Loeb's, gradually was able to connect Adolf to the murders. At the time, two missing boys had not been found, but Loeb's did not doubt that they had fallen victim to Adolf. To prove this, he had to find the bodies and connect them to the scene of the crime at that time. Instead of asking the suspects directly about their missing bodies, Loeb's created what we call a motion profile from the interviews. When it became clear that Adolf had been in the area in the past, it was time to start an extensive search of the area. To help with the investigation, sniffer dogs were used. Both boys were found During the large-scale search, they were buried about 30 centimeters deep in the now frozen forest soil, and their graves had been neatly covered with moss. Still, Adolf would not confess, thinking he could still get away with it. Loeb's was not going to stop. He was able to place Adolf in the same places as all 12 bodies had disappeared to. When arrested and tried in 1936, Adolf denied the 12 murders committed. However, 
there are news articles that he did finally confess. Adolf might have committed more murders since he was accused of murder in 1908. So it might have gone back as far as 1908 of these murders. Chief prosecutor was Willem Besch and his defense lawyer was Rudolf Nudek. And August Bruning was a participating expert in the trial. After four weeks of trial and the closing arguments on February 21st, 1936, the verdict for the murder cases was announced the following day. The Nazi court moralized over the deeds and sentenced Adolf with 20 plus years of child molestation to be executed based on circumstantial evidence and testimony. Of course, he appealed his sentence on February 29, 1936, but a refusal to pardon Adolf came and Adolf's execution stands. The Royal Prussian executioner, Karl Ruppler, who had executed at least 144 people by axe and guillotine, visited Adolf and recognized the expected difficulty of the execution due to Adolf always denying the murders until his death. Adolf, who was now 66 years old, was however eager to be beheaded the next morning by guillotine on May 23, 1936 in Schwerin, Nazi Germany. And that is the case of Adolf Seefeld. Yeah, was a good one. I don't really know. Like, I knew nothing about this one. Like, I was just searching, uh, you know. Cases? In Germany, stuff like that. I usually go by country, stuff like that. And I never heard of this guy. And I'm like, wow, this is, I've never heard of podcasts. Because I do know what I looked into as well. There's a lot of German articles. Yeah. And the other podcasts I did are German speaking. Yeah. So I didn't really know anything about this one. So it was kind of nice to have something that I didn't really know. And I was like. Because you did all the research on it. So I'm listening to it going, wow, this guy was a lunatic. <laughs> he was. And these German names, they're hard. <laughs> the chief, I, I can't even say the town anymore. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I just hope I didn't offend anyone. But I, I tried. It was pretty good. I thought were, it sounded pretty good. I was doing Google Translate trying to get it right. Yeah, they're tough. It's really tough. Especially names because we don't know like how they people pronounce them and stuff like that. Because... With the name, it can be pronounced, you know, so many different ways. Yeah, it's hard to roll, I don't know, letters off my tongue. Yeah. I can't roll my R's or anything. It's just, if you're not born with it, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think that's going to uh, do it for this case. Yeah. If you want to find us, you know where to find us at worldtruecrime.com. You can find everything you need there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's probably pretty much about it, I think. I think so. And gonna, uh, don't forget to go check out the Barely Aged Chicks yep. on the Den Network. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to go. I'm going to go get some groceries and you're going to go at it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Everybody, the world is not always as it seems. No, it's not. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.